Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, it's been a big week in professional wrestling with uh, WrestleMania and, of course, all of that big noise that always comes with it. And the independent scene gets fired up that weekend as well. Of course, we want to congratulate New Texas Pro Wrestling for their big show that they held in Tampa on the weekend. We heard it was an absolutely huge success. So we're very proud for them. Uh, very proud for all the independents, of course, around here in the great state of Texas. But uh, very proud when you can, when any of our promotions can make some noise on a grand stage like that. Uh, we're going to jump into the news, and of course, big news coming straight from that weekend. Lacey Von Erich was there for SWE. Uh, interviewing and podcasting and broadcasting live. Um, and SWE made the announcement that Big Sexy Kevin Nash will be making an appearance for SWE in the near future. They didn't give a date and they haven't told us when and where, but just knowing that he's going to be here this year and he's coming for SWE... That's huge news. That's absolutely monumental news. Another WWE Hall of Famer coming to SWE. That's absolutely huge stuff. Even more news on the SWE front. They posted that at some point in time, for sure, Enzo Amore will be appearing for SWE. Now, this course garnered a lot of mixed reaction. He's a very polarizing figure in the professional wrestling world. He's one of those people that most people usually either love or hate. I myself, I'm still kind of in the middle of the fence. Uh, I'm going to, you know, try to continue to be objective at this point. Uh, I hope he just brings more attention to SWE and hope he brings more attention to uh, Texas wrestling. So at this point... I hate to say it for all the naysayers who absolutely just cannot stand Enzo. It's going to bring a lot of attention to Texas wrestling, and that's always going to be a positive. Um, hopefully, you know, he doesn't bring any bad or negative attention. Hopefully, you know, it, it it's all good. Um, but no, no matter what, he's the type of person that's going to get a lot of attention and make a lot of noise. So... I, I hate to say it, I don't, I don't see why not. Um, also, on top of that, SWE announced that I'm going to get this wrong, this name wrong. I haven't seen, I've, I've heard it pronounced different ways. Ivelisse Valdez, who worked for Lucha Underground, has appeared on Tough Enough and with multiple other wrestling organizations, has taken Teddy Long's open door policy and is going to be appearing herself for SWE in the very near future. 
So SWE seems to be solidifying its position as probably the top professional wrestling organization in the state of Texas. They're building, I'm not going to say they've built themselves to world-class type status yet, but they are certainly very quickly on their way. We could be looking at another situation where Texas ends up with another world-class style uh, promotion that gives us something to where we don't even need the rest of the televised product anymore. Um, we have our own. And, and Texas, we are really our own country, man. We really are our own separate people in a lot of ways. We, we enjoy things differently. We enjoy a lot of the same things, but we enjoy them differently a lot. Um, we definitely enjoy our wrestling differently than the most majority of the United States. So us having our own product of this size and of this style it would be monumental to be able to have another chance to have a world-class style promotion that does things on their own, doesn't need the World Wrestling Entertainment or AEW or WWE. It doesn't need any of that. Puts out a product that is on par and on standard with the rest of the national product. And I believe SWE is quickly on their way to getting that. Very, very quickly. I'm going to move on now, of course, to the kind of stuff I don't really like talking about. And this is the type of attention we definitely don't necessarily like. Uh, Chair Metal is now holding a seminar with Teddy Hart on the 25th. Uh, that, of course, sparked more controversy to the Chair Metal situation. A lot of people really objected to the idea of subjecting impressionable young athletes to Teddy Hart, um, to someone who's been accused of so many th sexual things and exploitation and things of that nature, and, you know, drugs as well. Um, it's pro When you are breaking into the industry... And I found this out myself. You were very, very quick to say yes to a lot of things. And you're very happy to, to make somebody you, you respect or you see as a veteran in your eyes. You want to make them happy. And a lot of times you're going to do a lot of shit. I, oh, excuse my language. You're going to do a lot of things that are just really going to later in life disappoint you that you did. And, and gonna hurt a little bit more than you thought they did. I did that a lot. I took I stepped in and worked for, for the worst possible promotions everywhere. Simply because I I I thought I was doing the nice thing and working for these guys, you know, these these smaller promoters. They said, Oh, you know, we just need one big show and and they really didn't. It it, it was just people taking advantage of wrestling. And I fell right into it. I, I, I knew better. I'd been trained better by a better trainer than that. Uh, I was trained by Jason Nash, who was trained by Tugboat Taylor. So, I mean, it, it, I knew better. I was better than, than that, but it didn't matter. I, I was quick to say yes, and, and I wanted to make people happy, and I, I wanted to to feel like I would, I belonged and 
a lot of times you you make some of those choices and decisions just based on what that desire to chase that dream and so you know it can make a lot of young wrestlers vulnerable so i can understand the upset and the outrage and the questioning over this this is definitely a topic that should probably be discussed because this is not going to be the first time this is going to come up later in in the future um i have also heard that chair metal lost their venue now i can't confirm this as of yet uh i have contacted a few people that i, I that have stated that this happened um, I am trying to hear back from someone whether they did in fact lose their venue and are now doing the show in a backyard. Um, if that is the fact, I will, of course, I will put that out there because this is a news show. It, my opinion doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to put out there what's happening and people's viewpoints and people's opinions on it and what they say. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna try my best to always hold my opinion out of it. Um, I've been in contact with a lot of individuals during this situation. Um, I've invited a lot of people here on the podcast, and the door is still open for Bobby Joe Bristow and anybody else involved with the Chair Metal uh, Federation. Any of them that wish to speak on the podcast, want an official statement read, send it to me. By all means, I want your side. I want you to be able to put your 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 voice in the in the conversation. I am not one of those people that oh blacklist be you know censor no 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 ma'am. We need the conversation. It, 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 this country was built on that type of conversation. So, like I said, I've I've talked to a lot of people. I talked to Pineapple Jack. I'm going to once again read his statement on the situation. His statement read, I was only doing the show, show as a favor for a friend. I didn't have any communication with the promoter and didn't know who was on the card until I saw the flyer. When I saw it, I knew the show would be a blank show. Reggie Lincoln and others smartened me up via Facebook about Teddy Hart. When I found out about him and his past, I wanted nothing more to do with the show. Now, I also have spoken to Maui Mike. And I interviewed Maui Mike. He was grateful enough to come on to the show. And I'm now going to uh, cut to that interview and let you listen to it. And once again, like I said, the door's open for Bobby Joe Bristow and anybody else on the other side of this conversation who wants to come onto the podcast and talk about it. We're here. I'm open. I want your voice. I want your opinion. I want you to say what you've got to say. All right, folks. I am sitting here talking to Maui Mike, who has been involved in the uh, chair metal controversy since the beginning. Mike, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, man. How are you doing today? I certainly can't complain. Uh, why don't you tell the fans just a little bit about yourself, about your wrestling history and things of that nature so they're familiar with you? Of course. Well, my name is Maui Mike now. I did start my career 12 years ago in a small East Texas town called Gun Barrel City. I was trained by uh, Cody Knight, who was trained by Terrible Tim Sweeney, so there's a lot of uh, history there with uh, pro yeah, wrestling. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you know both of those names. I sure do. 
Um, you know, I started in the business back in 2010, and um, there's a name that you probably are familiar with that that um, that I was trained with. Do you know who Barrett Brown is? I sure do. Yep, me and him, me and him started together, and uh, hopefully, I get to see him down the road eventually. But yeah, I've been doing this crazy thing for it'll be 12 years on May 8th. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I would not change any of it for anybody. I love this stuff, man. I hear you. So how exactly did you end up getting involved with chair metal wrestling? Well, you see, that's that's a good question, man. Um, before we even start, um, start about how I actually got involved with chair metal wrestling and before we even get into the controversy, let me give you a little, uh, little deep dive into mine and Bobby Joe Bristow's history. All right, so um, I just got back into pro wrestling a year and a half ago. Um, I got into a serious car accident, and I was Ooh. told I would never wrestle again. Well, um, screw the doctor. I figured out that I can wrestle again, and I, uh, and I and I made sure I was able to wrestle again. You don't ever let somebody tell you that you can't do something you want to do. Never. Never. Amen. Never. And that's the thing, and, and that brings me to the Bobby Joe Bristow situation, man. So um, I was working a show in Tulsa. I was working a, a show for Brandon Groom, and it was called Body Progression Wrestling. And this was whenever me and Sam Stackhouse were teamed up, and uh, we were, you know, getting a big push as a tag team, uh, you know, getting the titles and defending them and whatever. And that's when I first met Bobby Joe Bristow. Uh, Bobby Joe Bristow was half-ass trained didn't fully understand wrestling, didn't understand how to conduct himself in a locker room and anything like that. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, you know, it reminded me a lot of myself whenever I first broke into the business because, I mean, I, you know, I was a little punk-ass kid whenever I first broke into the business, man. I mean, you know, 16, 17 years old, you don't really know much. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, so I saw the, I saw the stuff that he was doing that nobody liked or that rubbed people the wrong way. So I was right. You know, I took him under my wing and I was like, Hey, this is how you conduct yourself in a locker room. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Well, um, you know, we, we had been on good terms for about a year now, you know, trying to help him. I was, you know, he's gotten a lot better in the ring and stuff since then too. But he met, he reached out to me whenever he first started wanting to do his own show, and it was just going to be like a birthday bash for him. And then um, he reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to work this show? And I was like, yeah, you're my friend. I'll go ahead and do it for you. No big deal. Well, come to find out, he booked the Teddy. He booked Teddy Hart, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool," you know, because this was before I knew anything in Teddy Hart's history. I was just like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." I, how'd you get him? And then he was explaining it to me and all of that stuff. Well, I went to sleep that night. I woke up the next morning, and my Facebook was just going bananas, man. It was going so crazy. Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta give, uh, I gotta give a big shout out to my boy Reggie Lincoln. I don't know if you know Reggie. No, I don't. Yeah, Reggie Lincoln, man, that that dude right there kind of say, kind of saved my back, man. He had my back because he flat out, you know, showed me everything that was going on, and you know. Reggie's not going to lie about some stuff like this. Reggie is actually best friends with one of Teddy Hart's victims who was um, assaulted by him. So oh. once once he told me that and once he showed me all of the stuff that Teddy Hart did, I didn't want no part of that show whatsoever. 
how did uh, Bobby Joe Bristow react when you told him that you wanted to step away from the show? Well, you know, it, it, you know, the the very first word in our title is professional, professional wrestler. Yes, sir. So, I did everything that I could have to stay as professional as possible. I said, hey, man, um, y- I'll give you exactly what I said. It was along the lines of this. Hey, Bobby, um, I just found out about all of the you know accusations and all of the actual stuff that he's done and all the stuff that he is you know going to court for in the future. And you know, with me having children, I don't want my name to be a part of this show, and I don't want to be associated with someone who beats and abuses women. And um, as soon as I said that, he just started cussing at me, called F U F this, you're a P U S, you know, stuff like that. And I was just like, dude, like, what is your problem? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of, I guess he's one of those guys that are just like, you know, I mean, he didn't want his pride to be hurt or something, but I'm not sure. <laughs> now, I'm not sure. A lot of people aren't really aware of this because at this point, a lot of people have already, you know, blocked out chair metal wrestling after all of the argument online but they are now advertising that teddy will be hosting a seminar at the show i mean if you want to learn how to beat a woman properly i guess that's a good thing to go to (laughs) well you know it's it's not very often that something like this happens uh, through the history of professional wrestling it was you know, marred by, you know, stories of guys getting involved in all kinds of shady stuff and then still being able to work and still being around people and still being open to all of the, uh, the trappings that wrestling unfortunately provided for them. Um, so as soon as I saw all of this, I knew I needed to talk to all of the people involved. And, uh, you know, I re- that's why I reached out to you. Um, yeah. And and here's my and here's my take on the the whole you know seminar situation. You know, I was just you know just said a little joke there, but as far as like as far as like being a talent, yeah, Teddy Hart does have talent in the ring, but you can have all the talent in the world. It's not going to overshadow the fact that you beat and abuse women. And you know if um and I would like to say this: if you make any type of proceeds off this, I'd like you to donate it to a local women's shelter. Well, unfortunately, right now my show doesn't make diddly squat. <laughs> well, how about this? How about how about um after I wrestle in uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be wrestling in Detroit, Texas, pretty soon. Uh, next time I wrestle in Detroit, Texas, whatever whatever money I make, I'm going to donate it to a local women's shelter. Wow, that is really really awesome. That is, that's really awesome. See, that's one of the things I try to highlight in this show a lot. I try to push shows that are that are Christ, the like Christian Wrestling Federation, uh, the the wrestling against hunger and things of that nature. Us giving back is probably the best thing that we can possibly do while any, any of us are involved in wrestling. Oh yeah, because I mean, <clears throat> wrestling always gets a bad rap, and it's you know stuff like this with chair metal wrestling, and you know you know people who abuse women, and people who you know I mean just just last year we had that huge speaking out movement, man, and um, I mean and and it's good that people are starting to speak starting to speak up and you know do things like this and try to try to clean up the business because we don't need people like that around children or anybody else for that matter. No, I, I certainly agree. I mean, I'm. I'm a very old-fashioned wrestling fan. I do believe that 
professional wrestling was always better. I, and I'm going to steal the words from Jim Cornette. Wrestling was always better when the locker room was full of complete lunatics. That, <laughs> and it always was. I, I really feel that it was when, when there were legit tough guys and there were just nutcases. But this element is not, you know, that's not something that is necessary or needed, you know, to repeat itself after the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah. And the fact that, you know, you can say that you love pro wrestling, you know, not not speaking of you, but I'm just speaking of the whole, you know, the wrestling in general. The fact that you say you love this business and you do anything for this business and then you book pieces of the trash like Teddy Hart on your show just makes me not want to have anything to do with you because, I mean, you know, bro, I'm I'm. I'm 29 years old and I've already had a back surgery because of this stuff. I've given my body to this stuff for 12 years and I'd be damned if I let anybody disrespect the business that I love. Yeah. And and the thought of anybody using the business in order to exploit a woman or a child or anybody for that matter has to irritate the living crap out of you. It does, man. And you know, I'd like to reiterate the reasons that I use the business. Like, yes, you know, I want something from this business and I'm going to take it eventually. But right now with me being on the independent scene, I'm giving back to my community. You know, I wrestle for wrestle against hunger. I go to Tulsa from Oklahoma city. It's an hour and a half drive. Um, I never ask for anything. I go up there, I do my show and I make sure that those, that the people in that community, um, you know, have food to eat. I go up there, the church and i help hand out you know baskets of food for needy families you know i donate to whatever cause i can just because i like to give back to the community us as professional wrestlers kids look up to us people look up to us you know we're we're you know kind of modern day superheroes to some of these children and um the fact that the fact that i can give back to families and children that are in need just is the most humbling part about professional wrestling to me to be honest with you that's that's super awesome and uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that as a fan and as a Christian. My, you know, I'm, I've always talked about how you know deep my faith is. I really appreciate that about you. Oh yeah, man, and you know, it's funny that you bring up you know uh, Christianity and faith and everything because I actually um, just found God myself about oh, that's six months ago. Um, I mean, I'll go. I mean, this is a deep dive, right? You want to know about Maui Mike? I'll tell you about Maui Mike. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I was going through a hard time, man, you know, depression and everything. And, um, you know, just one day I was talking to uh, Pastor Brent, who um, is the um, is the main the main guy up there at uh, Wrestling Against Hunger. And um, he just brought up uh, religion just casually. And um, one day, man, it was just I was at my wits end. You know, I was getting ready to um, getting ready to bite the bullet, so to speak. And and before I did it, um, Pastor Brent, I remember Pastor Brent saying, hey, pray and it'll and it'll go away. So I um, I did that. I prayed and I went to sleep and then the next morning it felt like the whole world was just off my shoulders. He he reached out and he uh, he did what I needed him to do. And um, I can definitely say that mine and uh, my relationship with Christ is definitely getting stronger by the day. And um, I'm uh, I'm actually going to be getting baptized pretty soon too. Oh, that's wonderful. 
Wonderful. I I tell you what, I do another podcast called uh, Professional Wrestling Fellowship to where we just sit down, just, you know, me and wrestlers talking about God. We may have to have a have one of those conversations here pretty soon. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, because um, I'm, I'm still new to the whole religion thing. You know, I wasn't uh, raised uh, very religious or anything like that, um, you oh. know. We are going to have to do this. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, let me let me get a little bit more familiar with the religion first. Let me read my Bible and uh, try to get try to take some uh, take some cliff notes before we do that, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know, I mean, you know, looking at the Bible can be pretty intimidating, man. Oh, you is. know, that's that's it like is. the that is that is God. That's His word. So looking at the Bible can pretty be pretty uh, pretty intimidating. I'll have to hit you back later about that. But to round things off. Why don't you finish things off with something else positive? Why don't you tell us what you've got planned next and what you're, what shows you're going to be appearing at and where you're going to be here pretty soon and what you've got coming in the future? Oh, definitely, man. So um, first off, I would like to say that um, anything is possible as long as you put your mind to it. And if you're one of those people that make excuses for why you can't do something, quit making excuses and start making things happen. First off, man um, – I mean, I just, so much positivity, man. Um, I am the all-star pro live stream champion right now. Um, I defend that championship pretty much every weekend, every time I'm at a show. Anytime, anytime that I'm at a live stream show, I defend that title. Um, I'm going to be appearing in Mountain Pine, Arkansas on the 24th, and then I will be appearing at uh, in Bethany, Oklahoma at All-Star Pro on the 25th. Uh, this Sunday I'll be in Oklahoma City at Empire Pro Wrestling, and um, I have a few other things coming up, too, that haven't quite been worked out yet, but um, we are in the works of it. And uh, you guys, if you follow me on Facebook, just go to Maui Mike and you'll find me. It, you can't miss it. I'm a big, fat, goofy guy with a fedora on with pineapples and coconuts all over the place. You, you can't miss it. <laughs> uh, follow me on there and you can definitely, um, you know, just uh, follow my career and see where I'm going to be at. And maybe I'll be at a town near you and you can come hang out with old Maui Wowie. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what, Mike, I really appreciate the interview. I appreciate the conversation. And uh, like I said, I'm going to have to hit you up about maybe having one of those big, long God conversations. Oh, man, definitely. And um, and like I and like I like just like to leave you and your uh, listeners with this, man, just uh, no matter what you want to do in life, if you have the testicular fortitude to chase after your dreams, the sky's the limit. Amen. All right, we appreciate it. Talk to you later, Mike. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. You too. And that was Maui Mike. A really awesome interview. And I, I li listeners, I, I promise I'm going to get him on the Pro Wrestling Fellowship. And we're going to sit and talk some God here pretty soon. Uh, I'm not exactly a pastor, so you know I'm not going to get all super biblical on him. I just want to talk about the feeling of God. So... I'm going to try to get him on the show here pretty soon, so be paying attention to our page for that, folks. All right, and we are back with uh, the shows coming up, the real good news. Let's get into some good stuff. SWE, they have put, have put out a new episode on YouTube, episode 214 from Canton. It features... Adam Asher versus Frank Stone. Malaya Osaka, Osaka versus Rosemarie. 
OMG versus Plunkett and Wyatt for the SWE tag titles, and Moonshine Mantel versus Max Castellanos in a bull rope match. It's a great episode. You might want to jump on YouTube and watch that. Uh, as far as other YouTube, no show from Reality of Wrestling as of yet, but there is some stuff from them coming up on the uh, upcoming shows that I'm going to announce, and I'll just go ahead and jump into those. Uh, Saturday the 17th in Belton, Texas, benefiting Bailey Kay, SWE heavyweight champion Charlie Haas, Selena De La Renta with Texas champion The Blood Hunter, Texas, uh, SWE Fury television champion Rodney Mack, and a senior official James Beard will be there. On April the 24th, they have their Spring Stampede show, which is an absolutely huge show I've been announcing coming up. Kaz XL, Sabu, um, let's see, who else have they got scheduled for that show? They've just, they've got absolutely huge show. Sabu, Gangrel, Bloodhunter against Gangrel on that show as well for the uh, new Texas title. Um, also, they have uh, Charlie Haas, of course, going to be there. Um, just an absolutely great card. Uh, get on with SWE to find out more about that card. Now, Reality of Wrestling on April the 25th, starting at 1 p.m. Central Time, they will be holding a online fan, fan interactive charity event online through Facebook. So get on with Reality of Wrestling on their Facebook to get into that. Uh, Texas Ri Rising, Rising Star Wrestling, uh, May the 8th, Paris, Texas, $8 general admission, kids free. Los Amigos, Zach Mord, Benjamin Bison Rambo, Joey Corman, and Mayhem Mafia member Chris Preston at a 6.30 bell time. Knucklehead Championship Wrestling, of course. The Never Back Down show will be on the... In Detroit, Texas, on the 25th, 7 p.m., $10 ages 12 and up. Alexander Hero, Ricky Long, Case Time, Skittles, Rage, and the American Outlaws all on that show. Also, Hurricane Pro Wrestling returns to Beaumont in the Ford Arena, Saturday, May the 1st. $15 general admission, 7 p.m. bell time. Pro Wrestling Dallas stacked at the Haltham Theater April the 23rd. They'll have Leo Rush and Will Allday. Loco Wrestling will have their new big show, Slow Down Kid, at 8 p.m. Houston Premier Arena, May the 22nd. $50 for the first row, $35 for the second. $20 general admission. They're going to have Rhino at that show as well as Hernandez at that show. Metroplex Wrestling will be at back at Houston Premier Arena May the 1st with a $10 cover charge. Christian Wrestling Federation this Saturday, April the 17th. 
They will be giving up, having, celebrating their 21 years of mission. Do, tickets are available. It's $10 at the door. They will be having a, they will put, be putting the Texas Championship on the line, plus a huge battle royal. So don't miss that show and the, and the good message that kind of goes along with it. League of Lions will be having the Wrestling Classic 8 in Marshall, Texas. I will get you more information. There it is. April the 17th at D-Rock's Gym in Marshall, Texas. The doors open at 7, 7.30 bell time. Tickets only $7, $5 for 5, and 5 to 12 on kids, 5 and under for free. The matches include a casket match for the LOL Championship with Chris Preston against Justin Sane, a ladder match for the Fly Flying Lions Invitational Number One Contenders Contract, Sean Cordova versus Corey Summers, the Lionheart Championship, Dylan Smasher versus Mongoose, Untamed Championship Gauntlet Match, Warhammer versus Joey Corman versus Tiger T versus Benjamin Bison Ram Rambo. More to come and the card is subject to change. So we have an incredible amount of stuff coming out, happening. Also, Texas All-Star Wrestling's Crisis in Cyprus, Saturday, April the 24th at the Cyprus VFW Arena. Doors open at 6, show at 7. Undisputed Turf Wars at the Baycliffe Fire Department Pavilion. $15, 7 p.m. Bell time. Let's see. I think we just about covered everybody. So we've got a lot of really great and big shows. Keep up with us on our Facebook, on Twitter as well. We're going to have more stuff coming on YouTube, too, to keep posting about these shows. Keep telling you where to go. Keep up with the Houston Premier Arena. Keep up with their Facebook. Keep up with their social media. Keep up with Metroplex Wrestling, League of Lions, UPW, SWE, Reality of Wrestling, um, New Texas Wrestling, the, the list goes on and on. All you got to do is like their pages, follow them on social media. You'll find all this same stuff that I'm getting to. If not, just follow us and we'll put it all out there for you. Just the exact same. So keep, keep your eyes open, Texas wrestling fans. We just got all kinds of good stuff happening.